If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at American Signature Furniture or designerlooks.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. My name is Los. And I'm Mung. Not No, Mung. you're not. No, I'm you're not. a liar. I'm totally not Mung. Uh, Mung actually warned all of the the uh, all of our listeners last week that we would be here. So I expect us to have maybe like I don't know four listeners. They're all gonna yeah, maybe, they're all gonna mulligan maybe, this one when they hear Mung's not here. Maybe three, maybe my mom and probably Mung. Oh yeah, M- <laughs> Mung's gonna be the other three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So here we go. Uh, week nine recap, week ten preview show. How are your legs doing, Dan? Uh, well. I'm only in the one dynasty league we're in this year because I'm taking okay. a step back and I sure. am, I'm winning when I'm trying to tank despite <laughs> my best yeah. efforts of not putting in a playing defense this week. Oh, yeah. Gonna win. See, so you're doing your best Miami dolphins impression this week then. Yes. Yes, I am. Actually, that's exactly it. Very nice. Very nice. I, uh, I think I've lost across the board this week, except for my survivor pick, uh, Buffalo would like to hang on to him, but what can you do? Uh, not much. That's fantasy football some weeks. Um, but that's all part of the game, right? Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, well, I, I did mean to ask you since Mung's not here. Um, do you, do you shave regularly? I mean, I have a beard. Um, okay. but I okay. do keep it trim. Okay. And fair I enough. To, fair know, I need enough. to shave it into shape sometimes. Well, this week's Gillette close shave player of the week is Chicago's own tight end Adam Shaheen. After Carson Wentz led the Philadelphia Eagles down the field in the fourth quarter for a Jake Elliott field goal, Jake Elliott proceeded to kick the ball downfield to a one Adam Shaheen who chose rather than to catch the ball let Tariq Cohen or somebody else with hands get it. He chose to let it splash off his chest into the arms of the awaiting Philadelphia kickoff coverage team, sealing the deal for the Philadelphia Eagles offense and ending the game and any hopes or chance of win for the Chicago Bears. You get your close shave on like Bears' Adam Shaheen this week. Yeah, Adam Shaheen was pretty good for the the Eagles last week. I guess yesterday. He did a good job. Yeah, well, you know, you win some, you lose some, I guess. Or if you're like the Bears, you lose four. Uh- <laughs> you know, I left off the, the 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 main part of this. Get your close shave like Adam Shaheen with Gillette. There's a best for every man. Get $3 off your first order when you create an account using the code WELCOME3. That's the number three. And try Gillette's new heated razor, providing comfort with every stroke. You know, I just uh, looked it up. Adam Shaheen has a little uh, goatee going on, so he might, uh, yeah. if he's listening, maybe he wants to use this new company, Gillette. Yeah, he could also use a little stick on his hands <laughs> rather than the butter that he smears on his chest plate before he goes out to play football. But what can you do? All right, enough, enough of this. Let's, let's go in to our recaps. All right, Thursday night football coming in. L.A. Chargers at the Oakland Raiders. The Chargers put together a solid win here versus the Packers and 
hey, I'm shocked as anyone after they barely beat Chicago. They get the short week here to prepare for for Oakland. Not looking to lead on Phillip Rivers here, really. Uh, the wide receiver production was basically a few chunk plays, adding up to three catches, 111 yards for Mike Williams. Three catches, 40 yards for Keenan Allen. Seven of 10 for 84 for Hunter Henry, who was their top target of the day. And then Melvin Gordon uh, gave us a little bit of what we've been used to over the few years. Tons of touches with some resultant points for, uh, uh, nope, that's not right. Yeah, there it is. Uh, 20 catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns and three catches, 12 uh, to the 12 carries. 70 yards and four catches for Austin Eckler. Gordon's a running back, too, here in Oakland. Eckler is a flex option on Thursday that I don't really love. Uh, Williams is, of course, a flex, and Allen is a wide receiver, too, with upside. Henry's, of course, a tight end one. You really think Gordon's only going to be an RB2 this week? I I do. I see some more split value here, and I think Oakland's going to play them tough. I don't know, man. The Chargers were a 12-team or 12-win team last year, and... as much as they've been playing poorly, they may have actually found themselves. And I, uh, I might, I might lie, uh, rely on Gordon as an RB one, and we could play as a bet if you want. No, no, it's. I mean, you're not benching him. I'm playing him either way, so it's really yeah, sort of a, fair. a moot point. I just don't see as much upside with Eckler. I'm still expecting to get a bit of the work here. I certainly think he should, given how well he's been uh, playing earlier in the season until Gordon came back. Um, but you know. He's Melvin Gordon for a reason, right? Right. And it, yeah, it just took a very long time. I guess he was holding out, but it took him a few games to kind of come into himself or this team to kind of figure him out again. Absolutely. As for Oakland, uh, Oakland took the Lions to the limit behind 290 yards, two touchdowns for Derek Carr. Josh Jacobs ran very well, 28 carries, 120 yards, and two touchdowns. The pass attack was somewhat of a letdown to most owners, with Darren Waller going just 2 of 2 for 52, and Tyrell Williams just 3 for 48. Certainly not tanking your team, but not giving you what you wanted, especially with Darren Waller there. Uh, Williams is going to see some tough coverage here with that L.A. secondary, so I would avoid him. And after seeing what the Chargers did to Aaron Rodgers, I do worry a bit for Derek car. Darren Waller is still a solid tight end one, though. Uh, the past game was led by Hunter Renfro, 6 of 7, 54 yards and a touchdown, and he has a touchdown two straight weeks, but I don't think that's worth chasing here. I don't really have anything else to add to this. Like, this is uh, what you said is pretty straightforward about these guys. Yeah, I usually do a pretty darn good job. I'm surprised Mung ever has anything to say. So who are you taking here? I'm going to take, actually, Oakland, despite the nice game that the L.A. Chargers gave us uh, versus the Packers. This is a team that wilts a lot more than it grows, and uh, John Gruden's out here looking to make a statement. I actually disagree. I'm going to take the Chargers here. Uh, I feel like their defense is actually starting to play, and um, uh, on top of that, like I don't know if I can trust Oakland. Like, sure. do you know what I mean? Like, the, they they usually start games strong, and then they kind of just like after the second, like once the second half starts, it just kind of falls apart for them. And and the wins that they've had, they kind of lucked sort of into the win. Like they've they've barely avoided the loss in those situations. I don't know if I trust it. Similar teams in that regard. Um, certainly, Vegas agrees with you right now. L.A. is favored by one point. Mung is also picking Oakland. Uh, Sunday, 
Sunday games kicking off at noon this week. No crazy early London games or anything like that. And let's let's go ahead and start with the NFC North, Detroit at Chicago. Matt Stafford had that big game that was promised, 406 yards, three touchdowns and an interception, and now gets Chicago. Uh, the Detroit defense is not going to lead to as many short fields for Detroit here like Chicago's used to giving up. So Stafford is a streamable but not necessarily locked-in start for me this week. I would consider a back-end. Uh, quarterback one. The run game is putrid between these four backs, and the only thing worth mentioning this past week is that J.D. McKissick shook open against the linebacker for a 26-yard passing touchdown, and otherwise would have only had a six-touch day. Certainly not worth banking on, in my estimation. Kenny Galladay was great, four of seven, 132 yards and a touchdown, alongside Marvin Jones, eight of 10, 126 yards and a touchdown for him. Both are very solid wide receiver two starts at worst with wide receiver one upside. Danny Amendola, though, uh, took a bit of a backseat here doing his dis, uh, disappearing Amendola act. Just three of five, 29 yards as TJ Hawkinson had a pretty solid game for a tight end. Three of seven, 56 yards. I think that these two are really going to vulture each other a bit going forward in the season, and I don't like either of them here in Chicago. Uh, Jones and Galladay should lead this offense well enough that they won't need those ancillary pieces. Yeah, so the Chicago defense is still the Chicago defense, and mm-hmm. uh, I just honestly, like, I, I'm not loving really any of these players higher than... Like, I mean, yeah, high-end QB2, I agree with that. Uh, I don't, if, if I have better, like, if I have better options at wide receiver, running back, I'm I'm not playing. I'm just going to avoid this game completely if I can on both sides. All right. I mean, the Bears are All at right. home, and well, they play well at home. Like, not, yeah, but not the, the offense, the, but the The defense problem with does. the defense is that they've had a few key injuries, losing Keem Hicks. Um, the, the defense hasn't really looked the same since then. And yes, they've been solid, but... They're certainly not the unit that, you know, held Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers to. I I agree with you, but their secondary is not injured. And Detroit has, like, I I guess you can call that a running back core. (laughs) You know, it's like, (laughs) there isn't anything there. So even a depleted Bears line is going to probably stop these guys. I hope you're right. As for those Bears, uh, the Bears managed. 10 yards of offense. It was actually nine yards of offense in the first half of this last week's game. That's not going to win you much. Uh, They did turn it on a bit in the second half, leading to 125 yards on the day for Trubisky, including one catch, five targets, just six yards to Allen Robinson. Three of three, 69 yards for Taylor Gabriel on a, uh, I don't want to call it a busted coverage. He did beat the guy with speed, and I was shocked as anybody to see Trubisky actually connect with him. And zero catches for zero yards for Anthony Miller here. Uh, The running backs did fare a tad better. 14 carries, 40 yards, and two touchdowns, and three catches for David Montgomery. Just two carries, seven yards, and two short catches for Tariq Cohen. Montgomery is an upside running back three, maybe a two, actually, with these six teams on the bye. And Allen Robinson is just an upside wide receiver three for me right now. I have no trust in this offense right now. I agree with you, except for Montgomery. I think he's a RB2, maybe a low-end one. Okay. Uh, right. The Bears are probably going to get... I mean, they, they've shown in their past few games, as bad as they've been, they can still make it to the goal line. And mm. all they have to do once they're there is have him run... Like, he, he what, he had like two two or three in a row where they had to try in the last game. I want to yeah. say that they, they... Was it in two tries or three tries that he just he eventually was, got over? And that's it, against a good I, line. It, 
Yeah, it was it was actually three or four. I think there was a penalty in there okay. that they that got him a new set of downs. For me, it appears that Matt Nagy figured out that this is how you have to score your touchdowns with this team right now, and I think mm-hmm. they're gonna, he's going to get a touchdown. Like he's the only one you can trust to get a touchdown on that team. Absolutely, top play from the Bears for me this week. Um, unfortunately, I am picking the Lions here. Uh, Matt Nagy, Mitchell Trubisky, this equation is not working out this year. I really don't want to pick this game. Yeah, uh, then don't. I want to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> I, I, my heart says Chicago because they're at home and they actually right. play okay, but I'm going to pick Detroit. Right. Yeah, Mung is also taking Detroit for the sweep. Baltimore at Cincinnati, AFC North showdown. The Ravens won the game of the week this week, 37-20 over the Patriots, behind a poor poor passing day for Lamar Jackson, but 60 yards rushing and two rushing touchdowns. He's a dialed-in quarterback one. Never doubt this guy again. I'm sorry that I faded him a bit this past week. Mark Ingram ran really well, too. 15 carries, 115 yards, and three catches. He'll be a fine running back, too, with upside against Cincinnati. The only limiting fact. I think they may get up on them too quick, and we may be some RB. Uh, we may see some RB two and three on the field for the uh, for the Ravens in the second half. This was a uh, just a great game plan from John John Harbaugh against the Patriots, scripting plays that the Patriots defense could not keep up with. I think that was the main cause of the down day here for Mark Andrews. Just two of three for twenty one yards. As John Harbaugh knew Belichick was going to game plan and look to eliminate this top passing threat on the team. I'm not worried going forward. Andrews is a top option here in Cincinnati, uh, especially Hollywood Brown is a good flex option too. Uh, but I think this is a big game for Andrews and Ingram mostly with Gus Edwards and maybe some justice Hill getting some second half run here. Uh, this was a great litmus test for the, for Baltimore. Uh, yep. honestly, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to take away from this game is, is Baltimore like a really good team or is, uh, is new England really overrated? You know, I, I think it's a little column A, column B. I think Baltimore is very good. And I think we're seeing that the Patriots defense, while it is very good, it's certainly a top 10, top five unit without question. Uh, they didn't really have much challenge in the other games that they had this season. The best team was probably the Steelers and Big Ben went went down early in that game. Yeah. And I wonder. And, and you know what? Maybe we'll talk about it at the end because I know New England is on by this week, so we won't really have a good chance to put it or a good place to put it. But I don't right. know. I was I was thinking about how uh, the amount of if you just look at the box scores with New England, and mm-hmm. you have to consider that in I want to say like every other game, their defense was scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Once they play a real team and they can't do that, it, that often seems a little bit exposed. And I don't know. We'll talk. We can well, talk about this later. I guess. Yeah, that's what's beaten uh, New England in the playoffs. Those those few times that uh, Brady did lose in the Super Bowls is that they got dominated on defense and then had the ball run down their throat, which is exactly what Baltimore did just now. I don't know. We'll Uh, we'll talk about them later. (laughs) No, it seems like you do know. It seems like you do. Uh, As for Cincinnati, they got an extra bye week to prepare Ryan Finley for the Ravens, I guess, uh, to send him out to slaughter. I'm pretty skeptical over this offense right now. Boyd and Auden Tate should be volume-based wide receiver threes with a lot of passing coming for the Cincinnati Bengals. Mixon should be a back-end running back, too, but I I sort of avoid the two wide receivers here if possible. There's potential here that the new quarterback 
uh, targets a lot of underneath routes here with Alec er- Alex Erickson and maybe Joe Mixon, hopefully for him. Uh, the wild card, of course, if, is A.J. Green's impending return. I don't know if it'll be this week or not just yet. I don't see much long-term value for this team whatsoever, and I would be worried to lean on them here. Yeah, I... <laughs> They're bad. <laughs> yeah, just to well, say they're, they're, they're line one sucks. of the few fully defeated teams, right? Since Miami just won a game. I don't know. I don't know why they're trying to throw a new quarterback in uh, behind that line and, and think that they're going to have any kind of success or any kind of like, oh, let's see what we have in this guy. It's like, this is this is the worst way you can do it. This is what happened to Josh Rosen last year. Like He's going to be yep. awful and it's going to hurt his confidence and ruin his career. Like when they announced that they were going to bench Dalton, I, I'm like, oh, they have a trade lined up. This is going to happen. And then they don't trade him. It's like, what are you doing? Either yeah. ride it out with Dalton or trade him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm very I think you've him. hit the nail on the head. You're 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 right. Um, this is this is not going to bode well. This is going to end. This is going to explode spectacularly. Although maybe they're just seeing around the league. <coughs> Nobody thought anything would happen from Gardner Minshew. Nobody thought Kyle Allen would do anything. But of course, yeah, the, but the, line, the, the, the much different line. variable there is. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that yeah, line. There's a real team murdered. around them, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think Baltimore across the board here, right? Unless you've got a surprise for me. I mean, can you? I had such a glowing review of Cincinnati. <laughs> you would think I would take them. <laughs> So we'll put you down for the Bengals. <laughs> All right, go ahead and do it. Can board. I take the Bengals plus two hundred? Uh, you would win that because there no team will score two hundred points this right, year. Fine, I can guarantee fine. you that. Can I, can I take the Bengals like plus realistically here, like twenty eight? Twenty eight. Yes, I I think you'd be. I think you'd win that one. Just because I don't think the Ravens are gonna are gonna need to score that many points, because I think the Bengals, the, the Ravens may not score twenty eight if they shut them out and just run the clock. Okay, but we've seen what they did against Miami. <laughs> that's true. This is true. I don't plus twenty eight is a decent line. I think I think that's a reasonable line. I think that's a good one. In fact, I All probably right. I probably should have gone for more. Sure went for more. Yeah. Always go higher. All right. Buffalo at Cleveland. Uh, the Bills put together a strong win against the Redskins behind 160 yards and one touchdown passing and a rushing touchdown for Josh Allen. Just four of seven for 76 yards for John Brown and two of 13 and the touchdown for Cole Beasley. The game was really dominated here by the rookie Devin Singletary. 20 carries, 95 yards in the touchdown plus three catches and 45 yards receiving to just 11 carries, 15 yards for Frank Gore, including three failed attempts from the one yard line. Uh, I'm not trusting those splits just yet, but Singletary is certainly must own a risk reward flex in Cleveland. Actually, given the bye weeks, he might be a running back two this week. Brown is a wide receiver two for me here. And Josh Allen is a very solid floor quarterback one. Yeah, I don't have much to add to that. All right. Uh, Probably won't (laughs) on this side either. Cleveland really is as bad as advertised. They pulled off the loss to the Flacco-less Broncos. 273 yards and one touchdown for Baker Mayfield. 
Five catches, 87 yards to Odell Beckham Jr., which might be his biggest day this year yet. I did not look deeper, but I think it is. Uh, Six of 13, 51 yards, and a touchdown to Jarvis Landry. Buffalo's defense is very tough. I'd have Odell Beckham at about a low-end wide receiver, too. Landry, just a PPR flex play. Chubba back-end wide receiver, running back one, again, because of the week with six teams on by. Otherwise, I'd have him a tad lower. I saw an interesting post. It was on, I think it was on Reddit, but it was like a link to a tweet or something where mm-hmm. someone was was showing the, the red zone targets this year. And you're seeing, okay. you see like Edelman up there. He has like 18 or 17 or something. And then like Edmonds yep. has 14, Lockett has 14. Yep. Yep. Scroll all the way down to oh boy. to number. So so he would come in around like the 120 mark. Sure. Odell Beckham has three red zone targets this year. You can't you can't have targets if you're not in the red zone, right? It's 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 ridiculous. Like this was the problem that people seem to have with Eli, and they're right. like, "Oh yeah, he'll go. You know, he'll go to Cleveland. They have a great quarterback. He'll get more." And it's like it's more of the same. I don't know if I early trust Super him. Bowl pick. People were thinking Cleveland Super Bowl. People were thinking <laughs> Cleveland and Chicago. Okay, that's those were like um, Vegas's odds. I think they had the most bets put on like right before the season started for Sad. Chicago and Cleveland. The two most disappointing teams. Don't remind me of of last year in Chicago. They they so much promise. Oh my god, you just tore it out of my chest, not my heart. I'm just reading the stats. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm taking Buffalo here. Uh, I'm gonna take Buffalo. Mung will also take Buffalo. Kansas City at Tennessee. The Chiefs put together the win behind four Harrison Butker field goals. Matt Moore managed 275 yards and a touchdown, including six of for 140 yards and a touchdown to Tyree Kill. Seven of 10, 63 yards to uh, Sammy Watkins. Seven of nine, 62 yards for Travis Kelsey. And 10 combined yards for the other five players who received uh passing targets. Tennessee can be tough, especially at home, but Kelsey is a tight end one. Hill is a wide receiver one. And Watkins is a low upside flex option for me here. Uh, This week, Damian Williams led the backfield with 12 carries, 125 yards, including a big 91 yard touchdown here to just three, uh, three carries, nine yards from LaShawn McCoy. This is messy in this backfield. Damian, despite the uh, big gainer there, did not really dominate but it does look like he is the lead again ever since that LaShawn McCoy fumble last week. Williams is a running back too. McCoy's a flex option versus Tennessee. Uh, he does have running back two potential if the scheme flips again, but honestly, I'm looking to probably avoid McCoy here, uh, especially with word that the, um, oh, I misplaced his name, but Tennessee's top cornerback is out for the season potentially now. So that should just open things up for Tyreek Hill a little bit more on on this uh, in this game. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you. Just play the pass catchers here. Yeah. Uh, the, now, for the Titans, they lost by 10 to the Panthers in a game where Ryan Tannehill threw 330 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, in what was a pretty good matchup for the wide receivers that led to just 4 of 81 for A.J. Brown, 4 of 48 for Corey Davis, 4 of 65 for Adam Humphreys. Johnny Smith was the disappointment of the week, just three catches, 18 yards as a follow-up to his breakout last week. And, of course, the touchdown went to Derrick Henry, who had three catches on top of 13 carries, 63 yards, and a rushing touchdown. He's a running back two here versus Kansas City, who will hopefully not get game scripted out. This team, the Tennessee Titans, really puts together a much better offensive game when they aren't wasting plays with Deion Lewis on the field. And the way to beat or at least compete with Kansas City is to get a run-heavy 
game script. So Derrick Henry, if this team doesn't get blown out early in the first quarter, should have a really solid day for <clears throat> for Henry in store. The wide receivers do have upside here again, but I'm avoiding them. The 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 usage is spotty. AJ Brown has the lowest uh number of snaps on the field, but does seem to keep leading the team in yardage. Uh, Corey Davis is out there like all the time is leading the team in air yards, but doesn't seem to be connecting with Tannehill. So I, 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 it's just a situation to avoid for me. I don't know. I feel like there is some real garbage time potential here. Sure. Uh, because Tannehill is good enough to, to not win the game, but also get some of your fantasy players, some yards. Yeah, uh, yeah, and this that's, is true. I guess, like, I, I don't know. I would consider flexing if, if any of these wide receivers, if you have, you know, space for it. I want to, but as a four-year owner of Corey Davis, who took him at the first overall in our dynasty, I, I, oh my gosh, I've had my heart ripped out by him so many times, but this would be, I mean, last week was a week for him to break out. The week before was a perfect script for him. This should be a great game for him, but, you know. I'm looking for him just to hurt me again. Yeah, I mean, he he might. <laughs> That's why you play him in flex. <laughs> the best. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I'm taking Kansas City here. Yeah, I'll take them too. All right. Uh, Mung is also taking Kansas City. Atlanta at New Orleans. Atlanta gets the bye week to prepare for the Saints. The Saints have played very well defensively, but Atlanta will need to throw early and often to keep up this game. Julio is a wide receiver one. Calvin Ridley is a wide receiver two, free of Mohamed Sanu taking targets from him. Uh, Austin Hooper is, of course, a tight end one. And Devontae Freeman is a low-end running back two for me, who should get a, a healthy dose of pass game here. Do I have to say anything about this team? I'd rather not if you right, didn't have to. Go, just, just not looking good. There's nothing I, to say. I don't know how Dan Quinn hasn't been fired yet. I don't know. He's got some <laughs> dirt. <laughs> he knows he knows things about the owners. That's art blank. He's that a guy with a mustache like that, there are things to know about a man yeah. like that, that's for sure. <laughs> As for the Saints, New Orleans also got the bye to prepare, not that they really needed it. Uh, Drew Brees is a quarterback, one against Atlanta's secondary, really the whole defense in general. Thomas is a wide receiver one. Uh, Jared Cook has tons of upside, but a very low floor. I don't necessarily think they're going to need him, but he's probably worth a start. And we may see the return of Alvin Kamara here. If he's back, he's a running back one. He's locked into your lineup. If he's back, I do expect Latavius Murray still to get a decent amount of work as they work Kamara back in. Um, they're not going to need Kamara overused to put away the Falcons here so he should be a decent flex play regardless and if Kamara's not in this game then Latavius Murray is a, is a solid running back one back end running back one this week uh, if you're feeling gutsy Ted Ginn does have the upside of one to two deep ball connections here versus Atlanta but of course has a uh, minuscule if not non-existent floor has the potential to uh, throw a goose on you anytime he's out there I feel like that might have happened in this game like yeah they'd... Atlanta's defense is just so bad. Like they like honestly, they might could get up two scores and then just use Latavius Murray on the ground and, and yeah, I be mean, just seriously. all the better for you it. Said like he's a, he has the potential for a low end running back one. He might be the running back one this week. Well, I yeah, if if Kamara's not playing, you, yeah, you may well be right about that. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm taking I, New Orleans. Yeah, I think it's no shocker here. Everybody's picking New Orleans in this game. New York Giants at the New York Jets. Tonight, we're going to see what the Giants can muster against the Cowboys. Uh, next week, 
maybe Sterling Shepard's back, but in the meantime, um, Saquon and Engram are auto starts pending their completion of tonight's game without injury. Unfortunately, we've already seen seen Zeke sort of limp his way to the sideline, and Golden Tate is a flex play in, in the in the Meadowlands. Yeah, there's nothing else to add here. This team just lost to the Dolphins. I'm sorry, the Jets did. So they're they play their offense. Right. The Jets gave (laughs) the Dolphins an embarrassing win here. Lev Bell is a running back one, if healthy, just 66 yards rushing this past week. Didn't look himself really. Eight catches, 55 yards, salvaging a 20 point PPR day for him. But he just had an MRI MRI on his knee today. We do not have the final results of that. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, Ty Montgomery would be the reflexive ad there if if Lev Bell is to miss any time. Uh, Jamison Crowder went back to being a target monster for Sam Darnold. Eight catches, nine targets, 93 yards in the touchdown with Robbie Anderson seeing just two of four, 33 yards and Demarius Thomas going just two of three for 19. So much for all this extra production against Miami. The tight end Ryan Griffin almost had another touchdown, which bodes pretty well for Chris Herndon when he does return. Eventually uh, Griffin dragged both feet into the end zone, but then he hit the wall on the slide causing a bobble of the ball and then an overturn of the touchdown. Uh, I don't love starting players on bad teams, but Crowder is a PPR wide receiver three with upside, very solid floor. Robbie Anderson is a flex option versus the Giants here. Um, and then if Lev Bell is not here, Ty Montgomery would probably be uh, in a t- in a timeshare, but he would get the majority of those, those uh, running back targets. So that would make him at worst a running back three in a PPR. Are, is the Giants defense a, a nice streaming option here if um, Bell doesn't play? Actually, they might be a nice streaming option regardless if he plays. Yeah, especially if he doesn't. Um, I would consider it. The Giants defense has not been formidable, but Sam Darnold is not putting it together right now for whatever reason. Right, um, and they just I don't know. If, and if he goes down, who do they have to do anything? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. I I have a feeling that the Patriots defense really got into Darnold's head and he's not going to be the same for a little while. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I thought he was going to he's got a great lineup in the next few weeks if you're looking to stream a quarterback. But until I see something good out of him, I, I can't even recommend owning him right now. Yeah, I might want to shelve him for another year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you you just may. Um, I'm, I'm I guess take... on the other side of the football, Daniel Jones might be a reasonable stream. Honestly, if you if you're hurting that quarterback this week with six teams out, um, should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah, but this is going to be a tough one, though. If you think about it, it's like I don't do you expect him to throw a lot if they go up early, which I sort of think they might. He's a rookie. I just they don't might know. Just want to control the game. Yeah, I. I, I don't love it. That's probably why I didn't mention it. I do think the Giants are going to win um, after how badly we just saw the Jets play against the I, Dolphins. Um, I'm going to take the Giants, too. God, we can't yeah, agree. Uh, yeah, Monk's taking the Giants also. There, there's too much agreement here. We may have some disagreement in this next game. I'm not entirely certain why. Uh, Arizona at Tampa Bay. The Cardinals get the nice secondary matchup versus Tampa Bay, which is good for Christian Kirk as an upside wide receiver three. We do typically see the Tampa Bay um not the devil rays wow oh my god oh my god dude, buccaneers whoa, <laughs> whoa. they haven't even been the devil rays in like a decade wow uh they whew, 
they do typically give up production to the outside wide receivers, whereas Christian Kirk is on the inside, but I expect it to translate okay for him here. He should be a wide receiver three at worst, probably a two. Larry has not done much in a while, only at four targets this week, as this offense is passing a lot less than they opened the season doing. Just 24 attempts this week for Kyler Murray. Our prior valuations needed to adjust a little bit. We Kirk and Fitz were wide receiver twos based on that sheer target volume and catching numbers reception numbers in a PPR that just aren't there anymore with with uh, Kyler Murray throwing 25 times rather than 45 times. Uh, Larry's a flex option here. The big story for Arizona here, of course, was the arrival of Kenyon Drake and his immediate impact. 15 carries, 110 yards, and, and a touchdown on the ground. Four catches, 52 yards in the air. He's a low-end running back two option this week if DJ remains out. But as soon as DJ's back, Drake takes a seat as a high-value handcuff only. Um, don't forget Tampa is very good against the run. Yeah, I don't have much to add there except for um, the the long pass that, that was completed to, uh, what's his name, Andy Isabella? Uh, mm-hmm. If you take yeah, that yarder. pass out, th- this offense didn't look that great outside of Kenyon Drake. Nope. I just want you to consider that. Just think about it. I considered it, it, which is why (laughs) I I don't think that Arizona has a chance in this game. But apparently, (laughs) apparently we don't all agree here. No, no, no. That was leading that into the picks for later. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I don't I don't get it. I don't know if it's a typo, but I don't think it's pretty hard to make that typo. I don't know. All right. Are we spoiling this already? We're burying the the lead here, I think. Yeah, we're we're throwing the the spoiler. Uh, uh, let me talk about the Rays. Oh my gosh, the Bucks! <laughs> this is a disaster. We should just end the podcast now. <laughs> Probably. You could reach us at on uh, Twitter. Three, two, one, go. Tampa had a big offensive Thanks, day. Maddox. The loss to uh, Seattle. You're welcome. And they have a. They do get a great. They get a great home matchup here versus Arizona. Start all your regulars. Winston is a quarterback. One here. Godwin and Evans both have shots at wide receiver one status even with Patrick Peterson on the field he can't cover the entire secondary Ronald Jones is even a flex play Uh, Bruce Arians has officially called him their starter and backed that up with 20 Jones touches to just four for Peyton Barber of course Daria Gunbawale did get that quick uh, cheap one yard touchdown in there uh, rushing but that was because they they had that questionable complete rush to the field and then got him in there before the defense was fully set Arizona's rush defense has plenty of holes so Jones is in play here with six teams on the bye I think Jones is gonna have a day in this game I think he could I think they're gonna go up early and they're just gonna run the crap out of him they they very well could that. I would be surprised, though, to see Bruce Arians get away from the pass fully just because he does love to throw it so much, um, which is why, I mean, yeah, heck, Jones could even have a running back two day with the other two wide receivers having uh, wide receiver one day. Yeah, days. I'm sort of thinking that's, that's a possibility. Yep. I don't know. I guess I didn't mention him, um, Cameron Bright. He just hasn't done anything lately, honestly, though, which is shocking considering how much, how heavily Jameis Winston has leaned on him in the past couple of years. But maybe there really is a lot of truth to the fact that Bruce Arians just doesn't use the tight end. Also, does he really need to? He has two really big wide no. receivers. No, not whatsoever. Like they're they're already faster than any tight end. Like why would you need to? They're yep. huge. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I, I ain't got time for a tight end if I've got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans on the yeah, field. Like, that's for sure. Like, who, like I don't know, 
put something else out there. Exactly. All right. So it it should sound obvious. I'm picking Tampa Bay. I'm also picking Tampa Bay. And Mung is picking Arizona because he wants to, I guess, widen the gap of wins and losses between he and I. No, I think he really likes, I don't know, he really likes Kyler. He really likes his air raid offense. I, I don't know. He does love he's, Kyler he's Murray and the air raid offense that was running 80 plays a game to start the season, 70 plays a game to start the season. And they're tipping the scale at about 45 to 50 now, uh, minus David Johnson. So I, I don't, I just don't see it. Okay. Sunday afternoon games, Miami at Indianapolis. Miami picked up their first win. Good call, Mung. That was a good one on you. Behind 288 yards and three touchdowns for uh, for Fitzpatrick, throwing five five of 75, whoa, <clears throat> five catches, 72 yards, two touchdowns, Preston Williams, who was unfortunately out for the season now. Four catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown for Devontae Parker. Uh, these two have been fantasy relevant, as painful as it would have been to play them. Um, Indy has holes in the secondary, so I think Devontae Parker has some definite flex upside here. Uh, if he was still healthy, I would have trusted Williams over Parker, but Parker's going to have all the works here. Mark Walton was bottled up for 12 carries, 29 yards, and three short catches to Kalen Balazs, seven carries, 19 yards, which makes me want to puke in my mouth a little bit here. And now Mark Walton is suspended for four games, uh, uh, stemming from his uh, 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 substance abuse policy, I guess. um, I can't think of the word, but he, you know, he did things he shouldn't have done in the off season. So now he's missing four games because of it. Is the word you're looking for drugs? Are you looking for drugs? (laughs) No, I wasn't trying to say. uh, (laughs) Violation was the word I was looking for. Drugs drugs are legal too. (laughs) I was just trying to say violation. Oh, violation. Okay. (laughs) That's what the cops say. So now, uh, so now the team, the backfield is left to Kalen Balaj. If you're interested in that at all, God bless you. Um, I wouldn't be sh- shocked actually if we see the return of Jay Ajayi to uh, to Miami this week. He's been worked out by like every single team in the league, and then hasn't been signed. He's got to land somewhere, and why not me? Why not Miami? Yeah, <laughs> when I was seeing those uh, the tweets come out about Preston Williams and Mark Walton, I was thinking of. The- of in Avengers, but to like at it, but at what cost? They <laughs> won. I don't know. They made a deal with the devil here. <laughs> they got their win, but <laughs> you know. And why? I don't even know why they would get their win. They're tanking for Tua, so now they they clearly have a team behind them uh, in Cincinnati, who certainly looks like they can't win any games this year. And they're gonna they're gonna take Tua if he's if he's going to be the consensus guy once we get there. Uh, I would, yeah, yeah. Once they let Ryan Finley get murdered, yeah, right. <laughs> Can they get charged for that? <laughs> you know, what I, I, mean? I like, certainly hope. So. Should we send the coaching yeah, staff to like, jail for this? He's yeah, it's, going to it's die. like a voluntary manslaughter. <laughs> uh, I guess I should mention because uh, that Mike Kosecki did have a rare nice game, six of six, ninety-five yards, the uh, best best game of his career. Uh, I'd certainly like to see him do that twice before worrying about him. I guess maybe some targets just opened up for him. If you've got a free bunch spot and you're decimated at tight end or, or really, really desperate, um, maybe look his way. Uh, I actually, I actually sure. don't hate that. Uh, they say it takes about three years for, for these tight ends to kind of develop. And this puts him at two. What is this? Was he? Was this would be year? a year and a half for him. But he he was touted as being like a physical freak, 
kind of like yes. a high end kind yes. of guy. Yes, he was he was supposed to be the top tight end of last year's draft. Right, correct? and he wasn't. But maybe it just took him a year and a half. And now that the opportunity's here, I don't know. I would take a chance on him if I had a, an extra better yeah. spot. Yeah, I'd take a chance on me or on him. I mean, what's their yeah, schedule was... though? Could could this guy be like a nice uh, playoff ad? Uh, let me look. Let me look. You you can continue talking. I'll look it up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you're going to play some teams on Miami for your playoff roster? Come on. Hey, pick him up now. See what he does in a couple weeks. And if he's still looking good, he could help you in the playoffs. That's true. That's what I'm saying. This is true. This is true. All right. I'll talk about Indianapolis. Then you can uh, tell us about Miami. Uh, Jacoby Brissett went down early, unfortunately. Brian Hoyer did uh, show some pains getting back into the offense. They were fighting uphill without T.Y. Hilton, but he actually managed a pretty decent day given the injuries around him. Uh, Zach Pascal catching five, 70, five for 76 <clears throat> with two touchdowns and, and spread uh, touchdowns to Jack Doyle and Chester Rogers. Marlon Mack rushed just 21 times for 89 yards. Uh, we're going to have to see who's healthy this week leading to Miami, but there's definitely some opportunity here. If Hilton remains out, Pascal is a very usable wide receiver three. Eric Ebron was barely targeted, and I would rank Jack Doyle higher if uh, Brian, Brian Hoyer remains the quarterback here. Max, a running back two. I certainly wish he caught the ball more. We know he can. He has the hands to, to make more receptions, but for whatever reason, they really get away from him. Um, and even if the game isn't out of uh, out of uh, reach, they they don't throw him the ball anyways. Um, I understand throwing Naeem Hines in there if you're down big, but, you know, whatever. I'd just like to see a little more work to Marlon Mack. Uh, they, they they lost Jacoby Brissett, but I'm not expecting much uh, much faltering in this Indianapolis offense. This is a guy that can get it done. He's probably the best uh, quarterback three in the league. I mean, I agree with you on that. And I'd say that's more of a testament to their excellent offensive line and, and their coaching. Sure. Like they're sure. they're able to plug and play with all these different quarterbacks, and their offense doesn't really seem to skip a beat. Yep. Um, but I did I did look up the schedule. So so get okay. this. So week thirteen, the Dolphins okay. play the Jets. Oh, they wow. give up okay. some points to tight ends. In yes. week fourteen, the Dolphins play the Giants. So wow, that could be good too. Now now get this. Yeah. In week sixteen, the Dolphins in a game where somebody has to win. Plays the Bengals. It's the Bengals. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> I I don't know. You might want to pick them up for that, like that. Yeah. No, you've got a great point, and and to that point, Devonte Parker too. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I think we I think we're onto something. You heard it here first. From, Maybe <laughs> from from this podcast, third string podcaster. <laughs> I'm channeling Brian, my, yes. my inner Brian Hoyer here. <laughs> yes, oh, that's a good man. That's a good man right there. Uh, I am going to uh, choose Indianapolis at home here. I am too. And so is Mung. All right, Carolina at the Green Bay Packers. The Panthers were tough to stop on offense. Christian McCaffrey rushed for 146 yards and two touchdowns on 24 carries and added three catches and a receiving touchdown, of course. And DJ Moore had a big game, 7 of 10, 101 yards. Curtis Samuel contributed with three of six, 64 yards and a touchdown. Greg Olson managed just three for 40. Everybody can't produce in one offense on the same day. Uh, McCaffrey's, of course, an auto start. Uh, DJ Moore's a wide receiver three with upside versus Green Bay. And I'd avoid the other two here again in Green Bay. Um, I don't know. My, so if Gordon can go for 20 carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns against this defense, what, what do you think CMC can do? Oh, 15 carries, 340 yards, and six touchdowns. No, but, it, it, but seriously, though, like, 
I don't know. He will I've be been, the running back one. That's what I think. I've been saying for a while that I think that the Green Bay defense is a little bit overrated, and I think I think CMC is going to do great. Now, having oh, they said flipped that, absolutely. They have they have lost pace with how they looked the first few right. weeks. Well, they've been they had uh, in retrospect they had a relatively soft schedule in the first few weeks. But, yeah, we didn't realize quite how bad the uh, Bears' offense was going to well, be. Well, we also huh? didn't realize how bad the Broncos were going to be. Right. Um, regardless. I agree with you on more, but I think Samuel is also in that same category. Like when the defense has to pay attention to to McCaffrey, like like every defense they've played has had to. They're both they're both can potentially have a big play. So I, I don't sure. I don't see how you can say DJ is a wide receiver three with upside and not also say that Samuel is a wide receiver three with upside. I just think DJ is a lot more talented, has a better catch potential. But but I mean, I see your point. You're yeah, absolutely right. If I if I included him in in, I would say that he's a risk reward flex play. Absolutely, okay, that's fair. As for Green Bay, they were dreadful against the Chargers. As Joey Bosa and the defense played with something to prove there. Devontae Adams is healthy enough to play now, and I think I'll give this offense a mulligan on that Chargers game. Uh, it was just one week. That can happen. Carolina has a decent pass rush, but can certainly allow some big offensive days. And I would not shy away from Rodgers, uh, Adams, or Aaron Jones here. Jamal Williams is a good flex play with yet, with yet another receiving touchdown on top of six catches, 39 yards in the air. Very limited use of the run game here uh, versus the Chargers, which was pretty stupid. Uh, the coaching, if it's smart, is not going to repeat that. Um, no real notable numbers here from the peripheral Green Bay wide receivers or tight end. Uh, I'm certainly not going back to the well with Lazard or MVS or Allison anytime soon. So you do you think that Adams is at all hobbled by that turf hill? I think with an, I think he looked good this past week. If he was so t- with turf toe, it's sort of thing. If he's hobbled by it, he's just not going to play because he's every single time you run a router receiver, you need good time. You need good push off with with your uh, with your big toe. I mean, that's just the way running works. Um, so if he wasn't ready to go, he he wouldn't be out there. And he said multiple times during his extended leave of absence that he wasn't going to touch the field until he was 100 percent. I don't know. You don't think they gave him some of that, uh, whatever, whatever, uh, cocktail they gave to Aaron Rodgers last year in, uh, the opening game against the bears. <laughs> I, I, this season, you know, last it season. could have, uh, I'm, I'm mostly but, kidding uh, there. I don't know. I see turf toes being something that even though he had 11 targets and he looked okay, like it still might be bothering him. Like he's, he's an elite receiver that, you know, d- didn't, didn't show up like he normally does. He could be rusty. Yeah, but neither did, neither did Aaron Rodgers. That's fair. Uh, I also worry in this game that if the if the Packers fall behind early again, that Aaron Jones is just going to get scripted out. See, I get that, but, but it doesn't make already. any sense. Like, Why? It happened like, like yesterday. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, no, no. It doesn't make any sense because Aaron Jones is a dynamic pass catching running back. He's shown what amazing pass catching skills he has. Yet they still but give it to Williams. Right. So no, he's going to get game I, scripted out. I get it. I get it. It's I don't understand what the coaching is seeing. I don't I don't understand it. Like they've seen him make ridiculous back shoulder catches in the end zone. I I don't I don't get it. I don't either. But you know, I'm just dealing with the facts. Yeah. And the facts true. are when they fall behind, he gets game scripted out. Stupid. Regardless, I'm taking Green Bay. Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to take Carolina here. I think I'm going I, to. 
All right. I wish I I wish I had that gumption, but I'm taking Green Bay, and so is Mung. Uh, the L.A. Rams at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Rams got an off week to prepare for the Steelers, and it should pay off here. Uh, certainly not starting Goff against the Pittsburgh secondary, though. Um, and we'll need to see if Brandon Cooks is healthy and out of concussion protocol. It is not looking promising early on in the week. I don't expect him to be. Uh, the team's going to lean on Cup. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods here with Cup, an upside wide receiver two, Woods, an upside wide receiver three uh, against this tough secondary. Todd Gurley is an upside running back two, still splitting backfield work. I think uh, he, we got a little um, we got a little too much of, well, I can't think of what I'm trying to say. He did a little more than he should have since Malcolm Brown was not in the game plan the past two weeks with injury. So I think with Malcolm Brown back and healthy, he, his touches are going to go down a little bit. Not not to running back three levels, but he's going to split the backfield work. Gerald Everett has a chance to shine here with Cooks out as a middling tight end one. Oh, Cooks is officially out. I was just looking that up because I'm like, I thought I, think I read he is. that somewhere. I think he is. No, I thought, I thought they ruled it out. I could be wrong, though. I thought I read that. Well, the— they're saying it's early on, but and they're giving like they're going to another concussion specialist. So he's not officially out. You can't put him on your oh, IR at the time of our recording or anything just yet. Um, but I certainly expect him to be ruled out by Thursday. I see. I, I read that as he was out, but I guess I was I guess I was jumping the gun. Maybe yeah, I don't like this team. I don't trust any of them. <laughs> like what happened? To them? They're certainly not looking like uh, I guess it's the uh, Super Bowl hangover. It totally is. Thing. It really is. It got yeah. to them, those Patriots, man. Oh, oh, they're they're killers. They'll kill your play. They'll kill your quarterbacks. That's what happens. <laughs> As for the Steelers, uh, Pittsburgh got an unlikely win, fueled by an early injury to Jacob. Uh, <clears throat> fueled by an early injury to Jacoby Brissett. This offense is very uninspiring, with Mason Rudolph throwing for just 191 yards, a touchdown, and an interception on 35 attempts. The wide receivers were very limited. Juju Smith-Schuster catching just three of five for 16 yards. Deontay Johnson went just one of two for three yards. James Washington had the most four of four for 69 yards, which included a 40-yarder. <clears throat> so not much else without that one catch. Uh, Vance McDonald actually showed some life here. Five catches, 30 yards in the touchdown, but the main producers were the running backs. Jalen Samuels rushed for eight carries, just 10 yards, but added 13 catches, 13 targets, 73 yards receiving, while Trey Edmonds rushed 12 times for 73 yards with zero targets. This is what we get with Connor and Benny Snell out. Uh, which they may be this week as well. Samuels is a very solid running back, too, <clears throat> with all the passing work that he gets with Rudolph. Juju is a risky wide receiver, too, here, who will, who may see Jalen Samuel. And I would avoid the tight end and other uh, wide receiver options. I feel like Jalen Samuel is the only player in this game you can officially trust. Yeah, probably true. I just yeah, don't I see it with anybody else. Yeah, I, I, I think you got that. All right, I'm, I have nothing else to say about them. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Rams. I think. Yeah, taking the Rams. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take the Rams as well. Oh, I think that's, that's what's that's, happening. That's I think Mung is too. Oh, those are all good choices for everybody. <laughs> all right, Sunday night football, Minnesota <clears throat> at Dallas. I'm sorry, I got something in my throat. Uh, Kirk Cousins had a nice week, 220 yards, three touchdowns and a short rush, five yards, mostly without Adam Thielen in the lineup, who was pulled early in the first quarter with a hamstring reaggravation. This led to somehow just one catch, four targets and four yards for Stefan Diggs. 
3 of 5, 58 yards to Laquan Treadwell, who did lead the team in yardage. Four catches, 33 yards to Irv Smith, while the touchdowns were spread to Kyle Rudolph, Amir Abdullah, and B.C. Johnson. Uh, very messy there. Tough to project that forward. Dallas has been tough on the pass. If Diggs is healthy, he's a back-end wide receiver, too, who we've now seen disappear multiple times, even with Adam Thielen out. Uh, the rest of these guys are barely ownable, unfortunately. Uh, the team will lean on the running backs again, and Delvin Cook is a locked-in running back one. I feel like on Halloween, Diggs took Thielen to, like, a gypsy or something and got his soft <laughs> tissue curse passed on to him, being like, you know, like... Oh, my gosh. Okay, could have happened. In the past, like, few weeks, he's got... He's, he's been... He's played the Diggs role on this team. Yeah? As what? Disappearing? Soft tissue injury person who you can't trust as a wide receiver one like you want to. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, he's certainly not the Thielen of last year, stringing, you know, eight or nine games of 100 yards together, that's for sure. Right. All right. Tonight we're going to see how Dallas fares against the Giants. I don't expect much to be affected if uh, if everybody's healthy. This is a pretty straightforward team. Hooper's a wide receiver one. Dak's a back-end quarterback one. Zeke's a running back one. Gallup is a wide receiver three or very solid flex. And Jason Witten is a low-end but serviceable fill-in at tight end. If, Lord forbid, um, anything happens to Ezekiel Elliott, we do have an answer. Tony Pollard will be, uh, I mean, if anything happens to Zeke, Tony Pollard would be probably the top free agent out of the week, and he'd be locked in for running back one-type carries, not necessarily running back one-type production, though, against Minnesota. Yeah, I don't really have much to say. They're playing right now. They, they're they not winning. Uh, <laughs> in fact, nobody's scoring touchdowns. Um, Yeesh. Yeah. It's early. It is. It's still early in the game. I don't know. Maybe they're shaking a little bit of rust off. You yeah, know, they had, they, they I mean, they had a whole week and, off. Yeah, you know, and it's it's a Monday game. You know, everyone else yeah. has played. Tiring. It's very totally tiring. tiring. Yeah, having an extra day off really takes a lot out of you. <laughs> hey, I know sometimes if I when I get a day off, I just sleep through sleep through it. I, I mean, I do too. I feel like we all do as a nation. <laughs> So I am going take to here? take uh, Dallas at home, assuming everybody's health, but you know, it's not like I'm going to switch it. I actually think I'm going to take Minnesota. All right. I hope you're right. I think uh, Dalvin Cook the... is just going to crush it. Yeah. Uh, Dallas is going to be taken by Mung. Also, well, you're all wrong. Apparently. Bad picks by you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, you can get a game up on us this week. That'll be good. Monday I'm night. Way behind. I have like not nearly as many picks as you guys do. No, no, no. You would be in front, I think. <clears throat> Monday night football, Seattle at San Francisco. We just saw Seattle beat Tampa Bay in overtime, 40 to 34. Russell Wilson keeps getting it done. Five passing touchdowns this week and is a weekly quarterback, one who can run and throw. We saw the San Fran defense is not as elite as it was uh, looking, and there are holes for this offense to score. Chris Carson is a low end running back, one with plenty of rushing and pass game work. Uh, Tyler Lockett had a huge day. <clears throat> 13 catches, 18 targets, 150 yards, and two touchdowns, with DK Metcalf going 6 of 9 for 123 yards and a touchdown. Jacob Hollister filled in in a tight end-like role with two touchdowns. Lockett is a wide receiver, too, against San Francisco. <coughs> wow. Gosh, it's 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 attacking me. Metcalf is just a low-end flex option, uh, despite the big game this past week, as Seattle just claimed Josh Gordon. Now, if Josh Gordon plays this week, I do expect it to cut into some of DK's target share, and even, even if he doesn't, there's always plenty of work that goes around to uh, Jaron Brown and um, 
and David Moore uh, with limited uh, limited um, target upside on the field. Uh, DK Metcalf is a great player, though. Uh, Lockett's on in the slot, um, so uh, so he's going to be all right. There's a cat on the field in this Giants well, game. <laughs> I don't know why they're they're showing this. It's a black cat. Wow. Why is this important? Oh, <laughs> uh, because Halloween was uh, five day, four days ago. I think he's going to go for a touchdown. Oh, he stopped he, at the ten. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's going. Are they going to? He could. No, he stopped at the no. five. Oh, <laughs> are you oh. watching this? It's so dumb. Like, why not just send somebody? Out? I'm sorry. I'll get back to why this. Why not? Ju- why not just run through the end zone? Oh, no, he's cat? At the Come one. on. He's what the... are you doing? First and goal. Cat. Cat. Oh, he crossed. He's in. Uh, oh, well, certainly a cat of another color, not a Bengal tiger, because no, we know they dumb. don't cross the end zone. Sorry. Sorry to ruin the podcast with that. I guess they're also no, ruining No, it's the okay. So, no, I'm it's... okay. Getting back to getting back to Seattle. Sure. Uh, I actually disagree with you on, on Gordon. Uh, okay. I think he's going to play, but I don't think he hurts DK as much as you say he's going to be hurt. Okay. I think, uh, well, I mean, just look at, look at. DK Metcalf right now is in top ten of red zone targets. He clearly hey, I love has DK Wilson's. But he clearly wrong. has Wilson's trust, something that Gordon doesn't have. So Gordon will yep. play. I think he's going to hurt more. Uh, and he's certainly. Yep. I mean, he's certainly going to be out there. But I think DK gets the same work he's been getting. I think he's going to get around, you know, five or six catches. Or is that what he had? Five or six catches, something like that. Yes, he had uh, no six of nine oh, for one hundred and twenty-three okay. touchdowns. So six catches this week. Yeah, but that's in but that's in a game where they had to score forty points. Yeah, but he still gets targeted in the red zone a lot. I don't think that's going to change. All right, I hope you're right. I'm a fan. As for San Francisco, they get plenty of time to prepare here. The offense is working well with Jimmy G putting up some points versus Arizona. 317 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And he is certainly a stream consideration versus the Seattle secondary, which has been spotty. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders has taken the lead as the top wide receiver on this team. Seven for 112 and a touchdown, followed uh, distantly by Debo Samuels, four of seven for 40 yards. Sanders is the only real option here as a wide receiver, too. And, of course, George Kittle is a tight end, one with tons of upside this week. Hopefully his knee feels really good by Sunday. Uh, I mostly agree with you there. Uh, I looked up, actually, previous to this. Uh, their schedule in weeks 13 and 14 in the fantasy playoffs, they're playing the Saints mm-hmm. and then the Falcons. Mm. Uh, you might want to target one of those wide receivers. They, they have kind of like, they're, they're spreading it around, but someone has to be that number two to Sanders. And I think now that Sanders Absolutely. is there, it's going to settle down a little bit and someone's going to go into that position. I would try to trade maybe for for Debo or for... Uh, and who else would they have? Pettis. Dante Pettis. Well, I wouldn't uh, be surprised they have, if they're unowned. It could be. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, take a shot on that because if you get in the playoffs, you have someone sitting on the end of your bench who is going to... I mean, the Falcons, come on. Right. You know? That's what we do. You find good matchups and go for it. Maybe you can try to get Jimmy G now. You know, he's unowned in a lot of leagues because he hasn't needed to throw. They've been dominating on the run. Um, and honestly, I had a feeling that a blow up game like this was going to be coming for him um, where he needed to do it. This could be another really big week for him. I would stream him here. I would, too, but I would also try to hang on to him because that yep. if you in the play, I mean, the Saints will be a possible shootout. I mean, this is a good defense. They're both a good mm-hmm. defense. So, like, they're going to need to I don't know. Someone needs to score points. And the Falcons That's are a for joke. Sure. 
Yep. So, yes, they are. They they are, they are a bad joke. Them, I'm not even laughing, unfortunately. All right, that's that's that. That's enough for that. Who do you want? All right, I'm taking the uh, Niners actually at home. I know it sounds I'm tough, doesn't it? I'm reluctantly take the Niners, but I I really I hope wanted, Seattle no, wins because I know, like I'm Seattle better. Seattle. But you know. screw it. No, I'm taking Seattle. All right, you're going to gain two games on us because Mung also takes the San Francisco 49ers. The mighty have which to eventually lead... fall. Yep, I hope so. Uh, which leads us to the teams on a bye. Uh, six teams this week. All right. Hope you're ready. I'm going to do this all in one breath. Denver. I should have stuck with my gut as Denver beats Cincinnati, or beat Cleveland with Brandon Allen behind some big plays for Cortland Sutton and Noah Fan. Still expecting this offense to struggle. The running backs were stuffed other than the big... Uh, Lindsay run sell them all if you can right now new england new england's defense uh this is a good time to sell for anything instead of dropping during the buy in my opinion don't drop their their defense uh the patriots got what was coming to them in baltimore as belichick says though it's on to next week most had 14 targets as this offense remains messy in their uh, target share but very productive uh philadelphia beat the near hapless bears 83 yards and a touchdown for jordan howard Four catches, 36 yards to Elshon Jeffrey in their revenge games. Zach Ertz finally showed up. The Bears can do that to tight ends. Nine for 11, nine of 11, 103 yards and a touchdown. Washington uh, loses the rookie's start to Buffalo. Big day for Adrian Peterson. Terry McLaurin held to just four of 40 with the rookie. Trade him while he still has value. Jacksonville in London. Oof. Of course, Jacksonville mustered only three points in London. There will be controversy as Foles may be healthy in two weeks when they get back. I, after that game, I'm sort of expecting him to take his job back. Unfortunately, I, I think Minshew is probably the better quarterback at this point. D.D. Westbrook may be back as well. Just not a great day all around for Jacksonville and Houston. Nice game for the win for Watson, Hyde, and DeAndre Hopkins. Really no big notes or changes here. Hyde is overproducing. That, that's going to come back to earth. Wow, that really was like one breath. Yeah, it was. Do you believe it? I I, I do. Do you no, want me to do the injuries? We didn't wasn't. really talk about this. I can't. Do I want to try? I'm not. I'm not practiced in any of this. I can't talk that fast. <laughs> I can lead us through a few things if you'd like. I mean, you want to? I mean, we could. You can do a few, and then I can do a few if you want. Fair enough. I'll try. All right, that'll take us into the injuries. Um, main injuries here, of course, are the new injury to Jacoby Brissett with the MCL strain. We aren't really certain how long this is going to hobble him. We aren't certain the grade of the strain just yet. Um, so we'll have to wait on news there. Regardless, I think Brian Hoyer is going to be starting for the team this week, and I think he's going to be okay. Pat Mahomes with that right patella dislocation, he could have gone this week, but they said uh, the, the reports out were that the doctors told Pat Mahomes that he had a 75% chance of re-dislocating if he played this week and a 10% if he gave it the full week of recovery for next week. So I fully expect Pat Mahomes to be back sooner than later. Um Maybe not this coming week, but possibly the week after. Um, Joe Flacco, of course, is done for the season, probably with that neck injury with Brandon Allen starting in his place. Case Keenum will still be out with the concussion, we believe, uh, but they are on the bye regardless. Matt Ryan should remain out, uh, should be good to go week 10 here with that high ankle sprain. Um, should be plenty of production in that game for his wide receivers. And then Cam Newton with that list Frank sprain in the foot. Um, it's, it's sounding more like they may just be putting him on the IR. So I hope you weren't banking on a return for him. Yeah. I, it seemed like the language they were using for him that I saw in like tweets and stuff is that they're preparing to not have him for the rest of the season, 
But yeah, and, it, and they really thought that they would be, huh? Yeah, they haven't really said anything yet, but it sure seems like it. Oh, well, what can you do? Uh, they've been winning with uh, with uh, the rookies, so I guess keep at it, right? Yeah. As for some running backs here, uh, David Johnson with that ankle injury, um, it's tough to see if he's going to be back this week. I think he will, and I think Kenyon Drake will bite into his workload a little bit, um, but not to a reasonable extent that I would consider benching David Johnson, although they'll probably pull some Chase Edmonds baloney where they say, yeah, David Johnson's going to go. And he'll see the, see the field for one snap, and then you'll only see Kenyon Drake. Not a great matchup for them regardless. Um, let's see. Alvin Kamara had that long-term high ankle sprain. New Orleans uh, is going to come back this week. He should be playing this week, I think. He was close to playing versus Arizona two weeks ago. So I expect him to return to right, uh, running back one value this week here. Um there's a mess in the Washington running back situation, of course, with Darius Geis and that meniscus and Chris Thompson and the foot injury. They're on a bye this week. I don't necessarily think I'd be rushing to the waiver wire for either of them either way. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, and then not an injury, but Mark Walton, of course, out for the next four games um, if you were leaning on Miami for anything. Honestly, he might be like done. That was his opportunity, you know, like he's going to be replaced. and mm. like, He's out for four games and then I don't think he's startable ever again. Because he won't. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I don't think he was startable to begin with. A lot of people were buying in. Well, you see what he did. You know. I mean, you, nineteen yards. Chance, and there's always a chance that he's like a Jonas Gray. You know, that has like a crazy game and is valuable in fantasy. Yeah, but that was on the Patriots, not the Dolphins. I get that, but you like you never know with some of these unknown guys. You know. Yeah, that's the why they're have, called unknown. Well, you the know, other teams don't have tape <laughs> on them and stuff. You know, they they don't know how to plan. <laughs> like. True, true. All right. As for the wide receivers, Brandon Cooks has that concussion. Not looking great. We're not expecting him to play this week. Uh, Dede Westbrook with shoulder and neck, neck injuries. Jacksonville gets the bye. He may be back in the coming weeks here. Marquise Brown made it back onto the field. I think things are looking good for his foot, so he should be all right going forward. Adam Thielen pulled early in the first quarter with that hamstring injury. Um, I don't know if I'm expecting him to play this week. Honestly, the fact that he was out and stayed out and didn't show any evidence of looking like he was coming back in. I think he's going to, I think he may be done for this week. Also, I think he is too. Uh, Devontae Adams with the turf toe. He he's looking healthy. Now Sterling Shepard with the concussion, not good news with the timetable for him, not expecting him back this week either. Uh, Deshaun Jackson tweaked an abdominal or groin sort of thing. And the sort of, sort of shady reporting coming out of Philadelphia right now. But the one thing that, uh, that coaching did say he's going to be out a few weeks. Quote, I thought they said he was out for the year. Was that what did they say? Is that I always heard a shaky weeks, reporting. Oh, but, I thought it was. But, I may have misread that But at this point, too. a few weeks is essentially the year now. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. let me let me uh, let no, me you, double you check because maybe I'll I missed check. something that you know about. No, you keep going. I'll double check. Okay. And then, of course, we have the tight ends. Uh, Jared Cook was down with an ankle injury before, but I think he'll be back this week. Um, if he's good to go, I think he's a solid stream versus the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Delaney Walker is getting close to returning. Chris Herndon should be back in this coming week. Uh, he was a, he was a, I guess, mid to late week scratch this week after they said he'd be back. Um, lot, three, three near touchdowns to, uh, to Ryan Griffin in the past two weeks. I think with, when Chris Herndon gets back, he's going to be low end tight end one especially in a ppr very very quickly okay so what i saw is he's having surgery 
And then they say he's oh. out a few weeks, but I'm saying surgery for an older player more yeah. more likely than not is probably going to be the season for him. Probably not a good thing. Oh, and then, of course, I, I uh, forgot to jot this down. Paris Campbell is going to miss some time with a break in one of his hand bones, unfortunately. Preston Williams is out for the season, as we talked about earlier in the in the show. Le- Le'Veon Bell had that MRI today, which we do not have the reports on just yet. Um, and they say O.J. Howard is ready to roll, but uh, I, I'm not excited to roll with him. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's out. He's uh, He's not a part of the plan. Not my plan, that's for darn sure. All right, is that all the injuries? I think it is. That covers it on my book. Um, That will take us into some free agent finds out there. Uh, Let's start with quarterback, as is is the uh, uh, tradition, (laughs) I guess. We are so far off the rails. (laughs) (laughs) So my top guy this uh, this week is actually Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think there's going to be a bit of a fight for him after that four-touchdown four showing. And then uh, we saw what Jameis Winston did against Seattle. I expect Jimmy Garoppolo to have a really big game this week. Um, of course, they could just you know run in five touchdowns and have zero for Jimmy G again. But I, I expect him to have at least two touchdowns this game. And then another one for me is Derek Carr versus the LH Chargers. Uh, the Chargers did do pretty well against the Green Bay Packers, but I don't expect that to go on from week to week. I expect a bigger week for Darren Waller. Tyrell Williams has only had one game without a touchdown. I think things are going to be just fine for those quarterbacks. Well, we mentioned earlier in the podcast too, Daniel Jones. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, versus the Jets. If, uh, if these other two are looked at or owned in your league, I think there's a, there's a chance there. That'll take us into some running backs that are available. Uh, Ronald Jones is a definite flex consideration play this week with the lead on that team there with a nice matchup this week. Um, and then, uh, Kalen Balazs, if you really want to look at a Miami running back, Mark Walton's gone. They haven't signed anybody as of the recording of this podcast, but I do expect somebody in there. Heck, even if they do sign Jay Ajayi, he's been looked over by so many teams. I think he's finished himself. Um, that'll take us to Washington with Darius Geis. They are on the bye this week, but they've been hyping his return for weeks. Actually, it feels like they've been hyping his return for years now. Um, might be that something could be coming up. And then keep an eye on Le'Veon Bell's possible knee injury. If uh, if there is trouble there, Ty Montgomery would would be the ad who you could probably get on the cheap who uh who's a very good pass catching running back he may slot in quite well in a ppr for you and that'll take us into some wide receivers uh so as we talked about earlier in the show with preston williams out in miami's pass deep pass offense producing somewhat Devonte parker has had a number of touchdowns i would look his way going forward and then we talked about uh, that end of season schedule looking mighty fine for Devonte parker and if ty hilton stays out zach pascal has had two really good games in a row now with brian hoyer looking his way early and often i expect him to have a solid value again this week if you need a uh, a wide receiver in a pinch uh, with Brandon Cooks likely out, Josh Reynolds could have a decent game, though I do expect more balls to be thrown Robert Woods' way. Josh Reynolds did fill in for Brandon Cooks at the end of the game uh, two weeks ago and pulled in a nice deep touchdown there. You got anything else? I, I don't. I don't. Okay. Okay. So I you think guys, that'll, you guys, I think you that'll cover us pretty well, then. You and Mung are so good at talking fast at this stuff. I can't do that. 
I have no practice. You think so? I have no practice. I have no first team reps. Dude, that's that's no really reps. nice. I really appreciate those kind words. I guess that'll uh, that'll shoot us into tight end. Um, if Johnny Smith hasn't been picked up in your league, I don't know if the time is now. Delaney Walker may be coming back. He ha- and Johnny Smith did not follow up with a great week there. But Chris Herndon is a must-add right now. Um, he's going to be back. He should have been back this week, but they did not lead him out there for whatever reason. Um, Ryan Griffin has had three touchdowns thrown his way. He just bobbled one as he crashed into a wall. Um uh, getting out of the end zone there. So I expect Chris Herndon to be mighty fine. Darren Fells caught another touchdown here if you're desperate. Just one catch, one target, one touchdown, one yard. But he has had a number of touchdowns this season. And then Mike Kosicki, as we talked about, very, very nice schedule heading on forward. Um, could have some value for you going uh, going into the end of your season. And then I do like Jack Doyle with Brian Hoyer at quarterback, especially over uh, Eric Ebron. Sounds good. And as for some defense special teams out there, uh, Ravens could have been dropped against the uh, New England Patriots. but And if they were, they get Cincinnati this week, which is a money start right there. Um, certainly rolled them out there as a top five option. And then the Colts defense, uh, which is not widely owned, gets to face Miami at home this week, uh, which is just a juicy matchup against Brian Fitzpatrick, who could throw three interceptions or uh, lose the ball on two sack fumbles on at any given time. Um, you know, he's been thrown for yardage, but uh, but sacks and turnovers are really what fuel the uh, defensive points. And I, I want to say, let's let's add the Giants to that, as we talked earlier. And as as I'm saying this, I just watch Daniel Jones throw a terrible pick. Mm. <laughs> yeah, gross, gross. Maybe, uh, maybe who, don't play the Giants defense next week, maybe. <laughs> Uh, no, I think Sam Darnold's been bad enough that you can roll him out there. I, I right. think that's fine. No, I actually agree with you. Yeah. Um, and as for, uh, I'll just give you one kicker. Uh, a lot of people are sluggish for the re-add. Brett Myers, pretty darn good kicker in Dallas. Um, he should be owned in all leagues. He was a top 10 guy before his bye week. Yeah. I got no one else. All right, cool. Is that, is that it? Well, are we done? Yeah. Yeah. What? That's it. Uh, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give in. Um, whether you have two wins or, or five wins, I mean, you do have a shot. I Make feel like we should, also, we should also uh, commend everyone who made it this far on the podcast with no Mung. They put up with yeah. us for an entire 72 minutes at this point. Oh, I certainly couldn't do it. I couldn't do it either, and I'm me. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. My, I'm not going to listen to this one playback. I, I'll tell you that much. I know you have to. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, of course, as per always, if you have more specific questions, you can, of course, direct them to us on our Twitters. Um, more than likely, you're going to find Mung. He's he's the guy who's got the podcast. He's got the multiple fantasy sites he writes for. He's at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. I'm at FFA underscore Los, L-O-S. Oh, you want me to say something here? Duh. I'm at FFA underscore Dan, and I might tweet one of these days. <laughs> and please, please subscribe to the podcast. Download, listen if you've got the time. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So subscribe whether you're listening to us on your computer or mobile device. Most every Tuesday, you will have something nice waiting for you in your inbox uh, before you get on your way to work. Dan's very, very good and very great at producing this. Very quick. Wow, that's a uh, that's you know pretty high praise right there. Well, it's the highest I can give. 
Well, well, thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, listeners. And even, and even better, it's true. I think uh, you get a chance to say Mung's line if you want. Oh, no, no, I can't do it. Or do you want mine? Uh, I don't, I, I want your line. It's, it all sort right. of goes down the line, you know? Uh, well, I'm then, then we're going to make it happen. Right? You're second string, I'm third string? I think that's, yes, that's, that's, that's the way that this goes. All right. So that'll wrap up our week 10 preview show. And as always, it's a fantasy world and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts. Oh, so good. Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery.